Hello and welcome to the podcast, A Voice for the Hurting. This is season three, a season dedicated entirely to stories of how God is faithful through the roughest times in our lives. I truly believe that we can gain in faith and hope through other people's stories and testimonies. So pull up a chair, listen closely, and be encouraged by today's story. So it is my pleasure today to introduce Daisha Arnold. Uh, she is the leader of the support group, Love Only for a Moment, which is for women who have lost either a boyfriend or a fiance. Uh, she has her own brand of t-shirts and stuff called Miss Impetus. And her new book is coming out in June called The 21 Days of the Clay Ceiling. It's a devotional book. And so Daisha, tell me a little bit about that. Okay, so um, the 21 Days of the Clay Ceiling, it is a 21-day devotional. What I found uh, that a lot of devotionals, you know, you have the, you'll buy the journal, then you have the devotional separate. So this book encompasses both of those. Um, so kind of how it's set up is you'll have the devotion or introduces the scripture, then you have the devotion, and then you'll have journal questions to kind of work through. So in the big picture, um, my vision is that as you're going through the book, it'll kind of push you into a state of wanting to heal. And those questions are geared towards that. So, yeah, I'm a huge fan of journaling myself um, with all the things that I've been through, which you don't know a whole lot of yet. So I've been through like a divorce and abuse and um, I had my house broken into. I've had just like a variety of bad things that have happened to me. (laughs) Um, and honestly, I've found journaling, both journaling and counseling to be extremely helpful for me. Yes, yes. So, yeah. And then one of the things, the big picture of this book um, that I kind of tried to push through, through kind of uh, writing it, was that I didn't want it to be kind of just this sad, dark book about yeah. grief. That is not what is going on in this book. Um, this book is geared not only to grief when you're thinking about, when you're thinking about um, the loss of a loved one. But just kind of you were talking about um, kind of loss of relationships, uh, loss of yourself through different things you go through, um, loss of friendships, any of those things that we lose, you know, as we're going through life. Right. And And unfortunately, they do happen. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Okay. So tell me about your life then. What brought you to be creating the group and writing the book? Okay. So I'll kind of start with the group. So when I was about 15, I was dating a gentleman and he was shot in his back and killed. Wow. Yep. So um, going kind of from talking every day, all the time to nothing. And so as, as I said, I was 15. So very, very young to, you know, experience something that permanent. Yes. But what I found during that time, well, I'll, I'll kind of step back a little bit. So I am a believer and the way God talks to me is through my dreams. Yeah. He, he reveals to me kind of, well, my purpose now, I know that. He reveals to me my purpose in that way. He reveals to me different things in that way. So um, the first night after finding out he passed, I completely, you know, couldn't sleep. Just, you know, pretty much bawling all night, all that next day. And when I was able to finally rest for a minute, I had a dream about love only for a moment. And so very, very specific. Like I knew the, the relationships I wanted to build through that group. Yeah. Um, it was revealed to me the actual name that night. Yeah. Um, all those different things. So 
Um, it took me a couple years to get it off the ground just because of the space I was in working through my own grief. Um, and I didn't feel like I was necessarily ready. And then to, you know, just fear kind of comes in. It does. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, and then I kind of wrestled with the dream thing too. Um, that was the that was the first time I feel like the enemy really attacked the way God talked to me. Yeah. So I started having, and I talk about this in my book too. Um, I started having a kind of violent type dreams and stuff. So I was just kind of wrestling with that and just kind of pushing it off just because I didn't know, you know, what that was going to look like, what, what level of work I was going to have to put into that. You know, I pretty much had the vision and that was it. So yeah. um, I did push that off for a couple of years, but once I started it, it was like even the first I can remember the first session like it was amazing the ladies now the way they connect um let's say we have like a death anniversary coming up they all get together and surround and just support each other yeah it's it's not really really sad so that's what I wanted I wanted connection I wanted like a sisterhood yeah Um, so you have someone that's been there you know walking through that with you there's power in that. It and is. That's, yeah, especially towards healing. And yeah. Yes, it's definitely power in that. And for a lot of the ladies, kind of what I found is even if they had, even if it happened to them, they experienced that 10 years ago, even older ladies, 10 years ago. Um, I found that even by being surrounded by people that really got where they were and that type of experience, um, they began to open up in a in another aspect of healing that they hadn't even touched yet. Yes. So yeah, it's I've been noticed, a beautiful experience. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed God working in that way in my own life too. Like we, you think that you're coming to God for healing in one aspect and you maybe re- even realize that there's other things mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Because sometimes our, our eyes need to be opened to what all the problems are yes <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> but and where you're in it you don't look at all the problems you're looking right. at really where you are you're kind of stuck where you are and it's one big thing yes, there may be exactly. these other aspects that are playing a part into that big thing and how you're experiencing it so exactly yeah just really quick I want to talk about how you were saying that God speaks to you in dreams so I know that God speaks to us all in different ways and mm-hmm. I, I personally find it fascinating that he speaks to you in dreams because my mother and my grandmother both have had dreams like that. And I always have wondered like if God would do that in me and he just hasn't chosen to. Mm-hmm. And, um, but there are other ways that God speaks to me that he doesn't necessarily speak to other people. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's unique to us and to God just speaks to us. How we'll hear him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, go ahead and continue on your story. Um, Yes. So uh, just starting there, like I said, that was 12 years ago. Um, That's the, I would say that's the first time God kind of, I always had a relationship with God. I grew up a PK, so I knew who God was to a certain extent, but that was the first experience to where it was like, I had to get to know him for myself. Like nobody else could help me out of that one. Yeah. Even though I did have a great support system, I I was in a bad place. So for one, I was pushing everyone away so they couldn't really help me. But that was the first time like I had no other choice but to call on God, you know, for that level of peace and just not really knowing, okay, literally taking it day by day. Like I don't, I wouldn't even say day by day, moment by moment, like just being broken. 
And so that's actually the subtitle of my book too, um, Brokenness to Wholeness. Um, So that, you know, that I think that speaks volumes because we come to, we can come to God in this broken space. And then through that relationship, he begins to, he begins to heal us and make us whole so that we can a hundred percent follow our purpose and our calling and uh, the direction he's taken us in. So it does. Amen. Yeah. So along those lines, how long do you think it took for you to heal, like really heal uh, after his death? Hmm. Okay. So this is interesting. I would say a little after I started the group. Okay. Um, the reason why I'm saying that is because I thought I was healed. Yes. But as I started the group and I, it forced me also, even though I was leading the group, um, it forced me to work through my own things. Yeah. regarding that situation so I would say honestly a year about about a year after starting the group okay yeah yeah I, I like that you brought that up too because um so like as the biggest hardest thing I've ever been through was my divorce because as a Christian I promised God that I'd spend forever with this person mm-hmm. and that is not what happened in reality yeah you know yeah. and so it it broke me when our marriage ended and um it now it's been I'm trying to remember eight or nine years and I can't think of which one right now, but it, uh, it took clear until like after I met my new husband, um, after, cause like finally being in a healthy relationship and like to realize some of the problems that I still had in my heart or some of the areas that I still hadn't fully given to God, mm-hmm. um, areas that were like, my walls were still a mile high. And I was even blocking God from these certain areas. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so the healing, like it, it's a process. And like you said, I Absolutely. thought I was more healed before then. Mm-hmm. Really, I still had a while to go. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. What came after the group then? Um, so the other, the other portion of this book encompasses a miscarriage that I went through on last year. I guess it's been about a year and a half now. Um, and that's what really pushed me into my purpose. So the reason why I did not want this book to be just about a loss of a loved one or grief in that aspect, or even, you know, in my case, a loss of a of child. The reason why I didn't, because at that point, um, when I was writing the book, I actually, I mean, I was dealing with a whole lot of different areas of loss. So one of the areas I was coming out of a five-year relationship and so all this kind of happened back to back. So I was grieving different aspects um, all at the same time, pretty much. So that's one of the reasons I just didn't want to feel, I didn't want this to feel like it's literally just for someone that has lost a loved one. Like it needs to apply to everyone and everyone can, I think everyone can relate to losing any of those things, like losing yourself in situations, losing relationships. So I think sometimes we almost find our identity in who we're connecting to sometimes. And it's not yes. all this, it's not always good. So right. <laughs> then you have to kind of redefine yourself and all of that. But yeah, so I had a miscarriage. I did not up until that point, me and the child's father, he was always very, very much so there. Always very much so there. 
um, even he was around, we kind of went back to even when my boyfriend got killed. So we started off with friends. We had been friends since we were like 12. So, wow. Okay. Yeah, so that, that was a different thing. And I think like now looking back on it and now, you know, being whole, I think he was dealing with it in his own way. Yeah. Yeah. He was dealing it his own way, but so kind of lost that relationship. And then as far as the miscarriage went, that was just something I had never experienced. Um, it was very different for me. Um, I didn't, going into it, even finding out that I was about to have one, I did not know what that came with. I did not know that meant that I would have to heal spiritually, physically, emotionally, all at the same time. Yes. It put me in a very, very, very big depressive spot that I had never been in and I've worked in mental health pretty much all of my adult life, um, but I never really struggled consistently with mental health symptoms like anxiety and depression and all those type things until this point. And so that's kind of when I was like, I'm not good. So for a minute, I didn't, I was mad at God. So I'm going to start there. Um, I think we don't say that enough. I know. Uh, I, I but always God can take it. God yes. can take it. Yes, yeah. he can. And I, he is our, this is the way I see it. He is our father. He is our friend. In any of those typical relationships, we look at our parents or, you know, just even a close friend. Part of a relationship is those different emotions. And he's created us with those. So that is absolutely okay to be at that point. It is exactly. Um, And I just remember like just having, I think that's when my relationship with God just took off because I remember having a real conversation with him like, God, why would you, one, why would you let me find out if you knew, you knew the end, you know, Um, why would you allow me to even be in this type of predicament? Mm -hmm. Like, what did I do? You know, you had control to stop this and you didn't. And uh, part of that was, you know, I remember prior to happening, me and the father like praying over the child and stuff and I think we both struggled spiritually after the fact because like we really like couldn't you know we sat down connected came into agreement and then you know these were the series events so just yeah. being very angry with God for a while and that's part of my book too I I literally go through that part like when you're angry with God yeah and what, that, what that looks like well like you was, said though God gave us those emotions yes he gave us those emotions yeah yeah. So kind of going and then even in the book, you're literally walking with me through that, that process. Like, I think a lot of people as they read my book, they'll be able to see kind of where I was like literally brokenness to wholeness, brokenness as far as not seeing my way out of this and just being in a very destructive place. Yeah. To like, as I'm writing the book, God revealing me more and more about my purpose and my why, why you had to go through this, you know? Um, I talk a lot about connection and I think sometimes God places us in different seasons so that we can help the next person, you know? Yes, I agree. And help our brothers and sisters through that process. So, and I would have never wrote a book if I like, right? back on it now, I'm like, I, I, yeah. I'm in school and stuff. Like I, I'm in a master's program and all that. I hate writing. And this, I wrote this during the master's program. Like, Did you? <laughs> like I absolutely hate writing. But he really like humbled me, sat me down. And it was just crazy because that's the first time I said that God talks to me in my dreams. But that was the first time God was talking to me. Like I heard his voice so strongly, yeah, you know, yeah. so clearly 
I remember one day, um, because the miscarriage was not part of the book initially. I didn't, I did not want that a part of the book at all. Um, I think it was a level of vulnerability for me. So yeah. I kind of went back with God when he told me to start writing on it. I was like, oh no, we're not doing that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he really sat me down. I remember one day just being in the shower and he literally, and I'm, I'm not going to go into detail with this because it is in the book, but yeah. he literally showed me what was happening in the spiritual realm yeah. as I was miscarrying, miscarrying physically. And wow. one of the main things he showed me is I had to, was the most, the clearest thing he told me, and I'm telling you, it changed my whole perspective on it. I had to push some things out of you. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was the main thing. And that is what he has done. Wow. Like completely. He pushed some things out of me in this season. Yeah, that's powerful. So I actually had a miscarriage also. I was really early. I don't know how far along were you? Uh two months. Okay. Yeah. So it's about the same as mine. Yeah, it doesn't um, matter how early it is. It doesn't. It feels the same. No. <laughs> yeah. And and that's the thing. Like, so me, um, for me, it happened me and my husband got married right before COVID started. And we just figured, let's try. Cause so I'm older, <laughs> at mm-hmm. least like older than the average girl trying to get pregnant. And so I didn't know if we could, I just figured, you know, let's let, leave it in God's hands. If it happens, it happens. And lo and behold, I got pregnant right away. And when, you know, we were so excited and we were going to wait to tell everybody. And it's a good thing we did. Like, cause I wanted to tell my daughter, cause I have a 10 year old daughter from my mm-hmm. previous marriage. And she's wanted to be a big sister for her entire life. (laughs) And it's just never been how God made things happen. And so when, you know, it was literally a day before my first appointment. Uh, So I think I was almost nine weeks and it just happened. You know what I mean? And I was in the bathroom and it was terrible and painful. And, and I, I couldn't help but ask God if I did something wrong. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So for me and for my story, we uh, went ahead and we're just like, you know, we'll let things happen as they happen. We'll pray about it. I was very broken about it, but I ended up pregnant so quick afterwards that I didn't even have a period. And I was Uh just, yeah. And so now I have a 15 month old son. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm so thankful for him. And so just like, I'm so glad that God has allowed me to be a mom again. It's such a blessing. And, and I know that will, that will come if that's what you want, I don't know, but it's hard because I understand the pain, but, um, the very first Sunday that I was back in church after that, I was scheduled to sing on our worship team and God played the song graves into gardens. Uh And I was in tears, but I felt like he promised that grave was going to be a garden. Mm -hmm. That is not how it's going to stay. And, but I also felt like he promised that for my heart. Mm. that grave you know that brokenness is not gonna stay there yeah that's my story <laughs> yes <laughs> and that's what my, I kind of yeah. wanted to I want to get this I, I'm just I'm so passionate about getting this book out because I think it's yes. something that a lot of people have experienced but nobody wants to talk about <laughs> like or no one feels like they can because I think a lot of times like society kind of downplays it like because your child isn't here da 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 but yeah. the, you know, you have like, if you've been through a miscarriage, you realize you have like this weird instant connection with your child. So right. yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's very different. Um, but I just want through this book to people, for people to, I wanted to give them a space to heal from that. 
give them permission to heal from that like recognize this was traumatic and I I need to call on my father I cannot do that alone but outside of that um connecting with other people allowing them in that space so it kind of can give you room to grow Mm -hmm. and kind of figure out you know what was your why because I think everyone has a why when we go through different things like God wants to use all of that all of our stories yeah he doesn't waste anything that's right he doesn't waste anything yeah I think though that um again comes back to the fact that sometimes we'll hold on to things because we don't always want him to use things like Mm -hmm. we don't want him to use our painful situations we want him to like use our strengths yeah the bible says right it says when we're weak he is strong yes you know so how's life been since your miscarriage i was i mean just being real about it yeah um, it's definitely still a process is yeah it's definitely still a process uh i'm definitely in a better place like i like you were talking about counseling earlier i've I've started that recently um but i i did hit a point where i didn't want to touch it at all like I don't even want to think about it. I don't want to touch it. I'm just going to pretty much grind, work, distract myself with everything else. Yes. Um, and then he kind of, honestly, he kind of put me in this spot where I could not continue to be busy like that. So as far as when I say sit me down, I really mean sit me down. So I was going to school full time, had some issues like with my internship and stuff. So um, I had to take off a couple months. So literally when I tell you like sat me down, like yeah. sat me down, I lost a job during that time and I mean he had kind of been telling me like come on slow down I need you to focus on me I need you to focus on this but I wasn't listening and I am that child so (laughs) don't worry I think we all have times when we don't listen (laughs) yeah he has to sit me down in that way um but outside of that I my prayer life I I don't even know how to really say it but like my prayer life just went crazy like I think I've become a more mature believer that makes sense I'm more active in the church. He's rebuilt me a lot of other gifts that I have during this season as well. So my heart is kind of working with the teens um, inside and outside of church. But even with that, he's kind of one of the main spiritual gifts that he has revealed is like teaching. And that's not something I wanted because I told you earlier, I'm a PK. So I I never wanted that. But unfortunately, well, I'm not going to even say unfortunately, but that is one of my gifts. And so through this and through my relationship with God growing, like it's just pushed me into the gifts that I may not have wanted initially. (laughs) But those are my gifts and I am open to walking in them because if I am not open to walking in them, he's still going to have me walk in them in some form. So I'm I'm done with taking like the difficult route with it. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's right. I'm glad you brought that up too, because just because it's a gift that God has given us does not mean that we will accept that he has work for us to do Mm -hmm. in that. And and it's hard sometimes because it's not necessarily what we would choose for ourselves. I think a lot of times it's not what we choose for ourselves, but, but we have to be willing. Yes. It can do so much more with us when we just give it to him. That's right. So much more. Well, and I think too, just being open to the fact that God doesn't do things the way that we want them to be done. Mm -hmm. And if he is doing a work in our lives, if he does allow something to happen, he's going to use it. Yes. You know, like that, like we were saying earlier, he won't waste what's happening in your life. Mm-mm. I love the analogy um, in your book title, and I'm assuming that it goes throughout the book, the potter and the clay. 
Yes. I've always loved that. Tell me, how did you get that part of the inspiration for your title? Okay, so go with me for a second because it is a little Because <laughs> like God really, God wrote this book. Like I did not write it at all. Even when I read back over the book, I'm like, I would have never came up with this stuff. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was so detailed. Um, so the sealing of the clay. So I honestly did a lot of research on how we even get pottery. And one of the like even YouTube videos I watched, um, it kind of started out with like regular dirt yeah so you know how you have like real dirt the nasty the, what you look at is the nasty dirt you know um that you may see outside and then you have like the red dirt they sell and stuff like that so in the actual video like the gentleman was doing um both of those to see yeah, which yeah. one would make more of the clay and so it ended up being like the dirt that you would just grab outside yeah. And so I was like, oh, that's good because the whole idea of this book is like what we see as dirt is pushes us into our promise, pushes us into our purpose. Oh, I love so that. So it pushes us into this beautiful piece of pottery. And so God uses all of those things, you know, as substance to build this beautiful piece at the end. That's beautiful. Yep. Yep. And then so like, uh, throughout the book I don't explain this but since we're on here I'll go ahead and explain it so every chapter of the book has a different process that the clay has to go through to make the pottery yeah so um, one of one of them is like the firing and I talk about you know um, how he has to place us in the fire to you know perfect our pottery perfect our story and our testimony yeah and what he has called us doing in so, you know it's all part of the it's all part of um, our story, you know, as far as us being here on earth in general. Yeah. Um, how he's going to use us. So I talk about that. So each each chapter literally is called something, some type of term related to the pottery process. Yeah. And it kind of goes with the different topics in the book as well. So that's fantastic. Yes. Um, so when does your book come out? It's June 25th? It is June 25th. You are available to put in pre-orders on Amazon right now if you prefer an ebook. Um, but the actual release date is on June 25th. Okay. I will make sure to include a link so that my listeners can find you. Yes. Yeah, that sounds great. It sounds wonderful. It really does. And I know, I know too, um, when it comes to healing because it's hard, because it's painful, it's a, it's not an easy process. And like God working us like clay mm -hmm. is not an easy process. Yeah. And it feels like he's working us like clay too. It does. <laughs> <like> yes. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay. It's almost like we should ask God, how are you molding me right now? Like when something mm -hmm. starts to happen, you know what I mean? What do you want me to turn out to be from this? You know and I mean? I, now that I'm thinking about, it, I think that's one of the journal questions actually. Is it? In the book. Yeah. <laughs> as far as like, what are you? Yeah, I think it literally asks, "What are you molding me into through this?" You know. Yeah, yeah. I think that it, that's a great question too, because and again, he works differently in all of our lives, and what he does with, um, like with you and your miscarriage, and what he does with me and mine is different because mm -hmm. we're different, uh, but we can still comfort one another. We can yes. still learn from one another. And I think that it's beautiful what God can do through that. It is. 
It's always so much greater. Yeah. So how did God show his faithfulness to you through everything? The main thing I would say, I mean, it's a lot. It's really a lot, but um, the main thing, his faithfulness, when I didn't feel like I had who or what I needed to get through that, yeah, just that level of comfort that he gives you. Yeah. It's beautiful, isn't it? When everyone else, and I also went through a lot of like friendships during that time like long-term friendships, people that I thought was like really for me and God was cutting them off too, mm-hmm. like literally back to back to back to back. So really feeling that sense of loneliness, but comfort in him. Yeah. I love that. Uh, are there any verses that you went to during your times, either time? <laughs> like what are your, um, life- the, the verses that are in the book are the verses that I, went- I did not I'm, I'm just being completely honest. When that happened, I was at a very bad place spiritually. Yeah. So I didn't want to open up my Bible. I didn't want to pray until he forced me to. And I wrote this book. Yeah. So like the scripture that are the scriptures that are in the book are those scriptures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny too, though, because you're right. When we're going through those hard times, we don't want, oh, not always. It depends on where we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been in both places with some of the things that have happened in my life, like where like right after my divorce, I knew I needed God. I was in church every mm-hmm. Sunday. I went to different churches because I didn't feel like my church, I was afraid that they wouldn't accept me back. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't a real fear, but it was what it was going on in my mind at the time. Um, but then other times in my life, I was trying to run from God. And then I would, I didn't want to hear what he had to say, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And that's the thing about God. I feel like he allows us to run for a minute. And then he's like, yep. oh, yeah, okay, time up. Yep, that's, he calls that's you really back. what my story was. Like, okay, I'm going to let you keep on running yep. until you run flat on your face. That's pretty much yeah. what happened. <laughs> right, right. Okay, well, now you need he, me. Come on. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he lets us make those choices. Like, that's yep. the thing is, is he knows what we're going to do. He knows how much time it's going to take for us to be drawn back to him. But he mm-hmm. lets us make that choice for ourselves. And doesn't love us any differently when we come back after, no matter how long it's been. That's right. He loves you just as much right now as he did then. Yes. His his love doesn't change. I always think even when our love for him kind of changes. Yes. It still stays consistent. Yeah. I think that that speaks so much. It speaks so much. It's beautiful too, right? Yeah. Because we, even when we feel like we don't deserve it. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter. Yep. He still loves us. All right. Is there anything else you'd like to say to my audience? Um, No, not necessarily, but I want everyone to kind of, if you're listening to this, uh, at least go on Amazon, kind of look at the pre book, see if it's something that would really, you know, help you really uh, spark your growth and spark your healing process. And then just, just give God an opportunity to love on you you know that unchangeable love that we're talking about even if you're in that spot right now um where you're running away from him give him that space to use where you are yeah amen yeah all right well thank you so very much for joining me i'll make sure to include the link to your book do you also have a website yes that will actually be available the first week of june okay Uh, we're kind of pushing all this out promotionally at the same time um, so it will be www.impetus, I-M-P-E, 
Oh, I, I messed that up. Okay, www.missimpetus.com. Great. Thank you for listening to A Voice for the Hurting. You can find information on today's guest in the description below, plus links to follow A Voice for the Hurting on Facebook and Instagram. Join us next week for more inspiring stories to strengthen you on your journey.